0: I've seen a lot of clubs, you know, come in and try to um, and try to do things a little differently, right? And and I want to do things differently, um, and that's why I put together with me uh, a bunch of boys who share that that urgency. That I really do enjoy Sunday football, right? And for me, that was that was a compliment and a big surprise because I just. Hey guys, it's Jay. This is my story. And thanks for listening to Hashtag Just Talk.
1: Hello guys and welcome back to Hashtag Just Talk. It's your boy Rob Crane back with episode six. Straight away, big shout out to Groundwork and Comic Relief for supporting us with the grassroots stories and just the way we can give people a platform to tell their story. Today, we've got uh, we've got an american on <laughs> i his name's jay and as everyone knows with his podcast i don't know how to say people's second names to be fair to myself jay will back this
0: up jay would you like yeah. to introduce yourself yeah um, hello everyone uh, my name is najim really uh but aka jay people know me as jay from my basketball days so yeah ironic that um this is actually a football uh podcast but yes, um the last name is Agbosasa. It's actually um a Nigerian name, uh from the south of um of Lagos, uh, way down the coastal line.
1: Ah, interesting stuff. See, this is what I really enjoy about this podcast. I I meet people from all different walks of life and different beliefs, different interests and the only thing I'm happy about that you're American and you've called it football. To me that's a big that's a big green light.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've been around for a while, so um obviously uh schooled in Nigeria, you know, in my early days. So yeah, it's football, man. You know, I know we play with our feet. Um yeah, the American football that that's a whole different game and, and I try not to refer to it as um as football. Yeah. I'll call I it was, rugby. Uh,
1: did you when you first when you came did you uh have you always lived in the UK or did you come over from America?
0: Yeah, yeah, I moved over from New York. So um I moved over what, about nineteen years ago now. So yeah oh, And nice, I think I think nice. I excited. Um I should be getting an OBE or something now. Soon, soon. You'll probably get it after this
1: podcast. Now you've mentioned it, <laughs> but just something I'm quite keen and interested in. I know this is one on our, our chat that we spoke about beforehand. But when you moved over to the UK and you first started getting involved in football and stuff like that, what was one of the main differences that you
0: noticed? Um, with respect to um, what the organization, you know, the way the organization, played. the culture of it, the right. Yeah, everything really. Not for me, um actually it's one of those moments that I look back on and I wish I did I did things a bit differently, you know. Um I came over, you know, my parents, I mean, what do they know, right? Um they weren't really that much into football like that. So um I came over when I was around sixteen. Um and I could have done much better. I could have, you know, gone to maybe some of the non league teams and I mean what I know now, right? I could have done a lot of that back then. But yeah, um I wasn't that that. But for the first two, two, three or four years, I wasn't really uh, keen on football. I actually went to play basketball and um, played competitively for uh, my college, which is um, Hackney College, winning the Cessa Cup uh, with them in my, in my first season. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, but then um, I went off to university and that was where football really came back to, you know, to me.
1: I've had uh, a few people have told me that, you've, you know, you played semi-pro football. What, what standard semi-pro was that? Was that a high semi-pro? Was it?
0: A low semi pro. <laughs> yeah, well you can look at both ways. Um for me it was probably the highest anyway, you know, given my age now. But um yeah, uh, I was kinda lucky to to play for working team um AFC, uh who at the time they were competing in the in the national conference. Oh nice. Which was um they were in the North Division. But uh, the reverse, uh, sorry, the reserve team uh, competed in the Lancashire League, you know, which included teams like um, Fleetwood at the time, right? Um, AFC Fylde, Droyles uh teams from a- around Liverpool, around the Lancashire area, really. So um, some big, big teams.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, but
0: yeah. I heard uh, you packed it all in just to
1: start your own football club. Would you like to tell us a little <laughs> bit, bit about that?
0: actually let me make it a bit more interesting for you so um i mean the the way i bumped into into playing playing a working team was um a lot of my friends you know we'll play pickup games of course and um i think an, an old gentleman came around asking for for footballers and um you know in my circle i was one of the the better players i guess so my name got pulled forward and i had this my contact me saying dude you know um We have a team, you know, um, and we're looking for players. So I got interested. I looked them up, obviously Google. get picked up um, from around um, the Lancashire area. I get picked up from Lancaster. Some other boys get picked up from, um, you know, Kendall and all those areas. And then we just go down to these teams and just try to play ball. Um, It was amazing, really, because they were all very good players, you know, who play for the county. um, But they never trained together. But somehow the chemistry was just impeccable, right? Um, I did it for a couple of years. Um, what I open up and working team was um, going down to Fleetwood. <laughs> I've been coming back from a big injury, and uh, we're going down to Fleetwood, um, and the game kicked off. So that week, Fleetwood didn't have a game going on. It was actually uh, the fringe players in the first team that were being given a game by uh, the manager, Mellon, who I believe is, is, is actually playing his, his trade in, in League Two at the moment. Um, I was on the bench, you know, getting warmed up. It was a cold, bloody cold evening, you know, up in Lancashire. Um, and then I got brought on. The scores at the time was what five four, I believe. Uh, I got brought on after one of my other teammates, and he banged in a goal. It was it was five five. So I'm looking at this kid thinking, "Bro, he just came on and he just <laughs> smashed in a goal." Um, and then moments later, um, I I just got involved in one of. Probably the best goal of my career. Really, you know, got this ball from the byline, um, just because the tempo was so so high, so fast. Uh, there was lots of lots of tackles flying left and right, but somehow, Messi, I managed to ev- evade about five defenders. You know, um, you know, in the box, and I just slotted home. Really, and um, it was very emotional for me because I actually remember crying, and <laughs> it was an amazing goal. The feeling is crazy. And from that moment on, I went to captain the. I went on to captain the reserves team uh, for the for the next uh, couple of seasons um, before I came back down south to London. Nice. So, what are you doing now in London at the moment? Well, yeah, in London. I'm working. I'm a father of one. My little boy. Uh, shout out to him. He's only uh, six months old at the moment. But yeah, nice. ho- hopefully, hopefully, he'll try his own path rather than saying he's gonna follow my own path, right? But um, I'm happily married. Uh, my wife is from the United States. So I'm married to a Somali-American. Um, so, um, yeah, she's moved over for, in, in the last year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm football crazy. Um, I decided to to start um, Navarino as a side gig. I work full-time. My, my job is a PMO. I'm a customer executive, uh, engagement executive uh, with SAP. Uh, it's a German multi- multinational. Uh, I would deal with software and applications and the likes of uh, Google and, and Deloitte and them. But yeah, really humbled really by that opportunity. So I've been there for about 5 years. Um and I thought, look, you know what? I'm going to give back to the community. I'm going to give back to to the young young footballers because I know how hard it is and I know, I know I know everybody wants to play at the highest level they could possibly play, but they need a platform, right? You need a platform to be able to showcase what you can do. Um so I haven't played in a in a Hackney in Sunday league for the last 3 seasons and also playing Saturday football for some of the local teams in and around um, East London, namely Sports and Acne. Uh, I believe they play in the um, Middlesex uh, County uh, League at the moment. i uh, played with uh, Manford Way. I've played with um, Redbridge Reserves. had an amazing season with them. Um, currently, I'm with Walthamstow Reserves. And there's a great bunch of lads, and I'm loving it. So um, from that point oh, of Walthamstow view...
1: Walthamstow Reserves. Okay, yeah.
0: Yes. The uh, yes.
1: last person we had on the podcast, his name was Chris Knight.
0: He's a big fan of Stowe. All right. All right. Is, and uh, uh, I think is, you've
1: got Gaz there at the minute as well.
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, man, um, you know, the reserve setup is is pretty much, you know, my boundaries, right? It's what I know. Um, like I said, it's almost like a team within a team. Um, great vibe, great atmosphere. All first team boys, you know, that go back and forth between both teams, right? But yeah, I mm-hmm. think they're looking good for the season. You know, the management staff—they're amazing. I actually know one of them. His name is Ru Costa. We got the likes of Terry out there and Wayne, and and you know they—they they got things um pretty much under control. So it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, Navarino. So I, I guess that's that's pretty much the the focus here, right? So Navarino. Um, Can I just it, say
1: you just you're doing me job for me, please just
0: carry on, <laughs> just keep going, man. <laughs> absolutely, right. <laughs> So um, Navarino, um, Navarino is a team that, you know, I came together with my boys. Uh, when I say my boys, literally, is uh, a couple of other boys, really. Uh, we discussed it. We've all played together, you know, in the past. And we thought, look, we're tired, tired of all uh, the politics. We're tired of, of the nepotism, you know, whatever it is. Why don't we just – let's look for somebody who's got the same ideas as us and see what we could do, right? And then luckily for us, um, early in the summer, we got, we got involved with um, – or uh, got approached actually by Costa. So Costa is a Portuguese coach, UFAB license, you know, doing great things as well. You know, very ambitious brother. And um he told us that there was this project that was happening with uh, with a set of Portuguese people who know some ex-footballers, you know, uh Pablo Futre, he mentioned a few names, but what do I know, right? But I actually got to meet some of these, you know, highly named people, you know, these highly esteemed people. And they they were pretty serious, to be honest. Um a big, big Portuguese contingent in terms of players, in terms of coaching staff, in terms of all the connections that they had. Um, and then we decided to say, look, Costa, we, we got this Hackney and Leighton League, you know, right? You got what? Over 50, 60 players. Um, you're not going to give everybody game time, right? And they are quality footballers. So how do we retain these players, right? How do we keep them um, within the club? And um, we came up with, the, with Navarino. We came up with the idea that. If they don't play on a Saturday right they could come and compete on a Sunday on a very good platform so um he approached the management with that with that vision and they um they spoke with myself and and waza you know was my partner in crime as well as Felix, and we all agree that yes, let's do this you know let's do this we get some backing from them um and that way we can um uh, we can actually have a team to field so that's pretty much how we uh we came about
1: so what league do the uh, Neverino play in? Hackney and League?
0: Yes, yes, Hackney and Lane League. So we've been very blessed, you know, in our first season to be uh, pushed straight into with the big boys. I mean, everyone's a big boy, you know, like CSM, uh, many teams, right? Lots of teams across the division. Oh, so you're in Div 1? Yeah, we are in Premier Division, actually. Oh, Premier, um, okay.
1: Yeah, CSM, I'm with CSM. We're in, the, uh, we're in Div 1 at the moment.
0: Yes, yes, we actually had a friendly against you a lot. Um, yeah, I believe, yeah, about yeah, yeah I, think I, was saying, I think I missed it to be fair. but <laughs> Yeah, I know a few boys on the team, on CSM team as well, the likes of Andrew, the likes of, um, what's his name, Um, was it Romain or Romain? He um, scored a couple of goals uh, about... Yeah, two weeks yeah. ago. We Andrew's weeks. a really good friend of mine as well, actually. He's quite a close friend. So it's yes.
1: a small world, days.
0: Yeah, small world. I mean, we played with Boca. Andrew, we can tell you lots about Boca. We became Gascoin, and now our tribes, you know, due to the rebrand. So a shout-out to the boys, our tribes. You know, again, um, really proud of them what they're trying to do this season and how they've really been resilient to keep the uh, the club going. But look, Navarino is a whole different project, right? So we, we wanted to make sure that um, we could compete. Um so we approached the league and um told them division, sold them division. Um, definitely uh, demonstrated that we are uh, run we're all gonna be run by a well set of organized people. I myself being a PMO, uh, there's a lot of discipline around, you know, organization for me, right? Um, in terms of having things done early. And Anish can tell you this planning, um, being resourceful and things like this. I've seen a lot of clubs, you know, come in and try to um and try to do things a little differently, right? And, and I want to do things differently. Um, and that's why I've put together with me uh, a bunch of boys who share that that urgency, that, that no-nonsense attitude as well. And I tell you what, it's looking good. You know, even the players that we've brought together, they they've Saturday team players, right? They, they've played on Saturdays. They understand how it goes. And therefore, I don't really need to be telling um, grown-ups how to, um, how to act. But,
1: yeah. If you were, if I could give you a choice between Saturday and Sunday football,
0: what one would you prefer and why? That's a hard question, man. Because um, I would, I would, I can't, I can't let Saturday football go, man. I just can't. Um, I know it's but... a strange one, isn't it? For me, <laughs> I, I, for
1: me, I enjoyed the the seriousness of the Saturday lot. Mm-hmm. But then I know Sunday can be serious, but then it's not as serious. And I kind of just enjoy it. See it as a sometimes just a bit more of a kickabout.
0: <laughs> you see that? that That's that, that's different. So um, I have a few boys on the team that, that might tell you differently. But saying that, though, um, I know a couple of ballers on my team right now who, you know, that could easily, easily play, you know, uh, way higher. And they have played higher. I'm, I'm talking about a player called Sergio Tavares, you know, particularly a Portuguese player. Um And he said to me, he "said you know, I really do enjoy the Sunday football with you, man." And for me, that was that was a compliment and a big surprise because I just couldn't fathom how a player of his level, of his caliber, would tell me that he actually prefers Sunday football. So that means we're doing something right, right? But yeah, um, back to your question, I probably would pick. I probably would pick. If you asked me this last year, I'll still pick Saturday football for sure. And this season. Then I probably would pick uh, Sunday football. Yeah, definitely.
1: definitely. What uh,
0: what swung it? What made you change your mind? Um, I guess it's, it's a different perspective, right? You know, when you are a player on a on a Sunday team, um, it's different. Your involvement is different, unless you're part of management or you're captain or something like that. But um, being on this side uh, of the table, um, I guess being able to call the shots being able to put a sense of direction, right, to so how we want to play, how we want to be run, and how we want to be perceived, right, by the rest of the league. It's different. So for me, I'll pick Sunday because I enjoy what I do. I enjoy my involvement. I enjoy a little bit of the stress of trying to get my squad to act right between Monday and Wednesday so I can have a squad, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm not going to you. It's crazy, but it's it's like a adrenaline pump, so... Call me a masochist. It does.
1: It it teaches you quite a bit, doesn't it? It just gives you a lot of life skills, like organizing a team. Obviously, helps you organize things in life. It teaches you leadership, especially doing team talks, like three times a day, organizing stuff over text teams. It's a lot of work, you know. It's Sunday league volunteers. They really are a dying art because without them, we just wouldn't have the game we have today.
0: No, no, I, I appreciate that sentiment, you know, and um, I'm humble you know, to be in this role now, because um, I never really understood, um, per se, the, the the inner workings, right, of of running a team. Um, playing for Boston Celtics, who are now uh, East London Celtics, you know, we, I guess we kind of took a an extent, but we didn't realize how much pace we were taking, you know, and now I'm having to see it from their shoes, you know, at least the managers, to see how difficult it is for them, you know, so the least you could do as a player is, Respond to communications or or, or requests for for availability. Pay yourselves on time. You know, turn up on time. Like the basics, man. Because there's a whole lot lot of work going on that that people have no clue about. But uh, hopefully, um, my my role is not just to take on all this burden myself, right? It's to also um, give people responsibilities within the team. And like I said, um, it's not just me. I've got my, my boy Wiza. You know, shout out to Wiza. Is hearing me? Uh, my boy, Felix, and I've got my boy, uh, Junior, uh, who is also working to get his coaching badges. So, it's a win-win for everybody, right? So, Junior's managing the team, uh, bringing tactics, bringing a, a point of view on how we play. Uh, whilst myself and Waza are obviously trying to ensure that we we'll put some discipline into you know, into the process as well. So, um, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all these kids, all these guys, because without them, honestly, there wouldn't be an arena, okay? And that's true.
1: Uh, that's a great way to put it.
0: It's a fantastic
1: way to put it. He seems like such a great humble guy. And to be fair, the football club are probably very, very lucky to have you. I, wonder, uh, uh, I, hope,
0: I hope they feel the same. <laughs> I hope they feel that way.
1: <laughs> I want to move away from the football club and I want to put this limelight on you. We always end the pod about the person. You right. said to me you beat five players, stuck it in the net, messy esque So I'm going to put you down as, I'm going to say, a cam, centre attacking mid.
0: Yeah, without the legs, that's what I've uh, moved into now. So, um, so I you're beating to...
1: players like missing without the legs? How's that possible? No, no, I mean
0: now, now without the legs, right? Now I'm a lot older. You know, I want to move into midfield where you know I could pretty much just take my one-two touch and I'm out. Uh, back then, when this happened, I was a winger, a left winger actually. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but funny enough, in the day I played as a striker, I just got stuck up front. I just drifted wide, and um, that was how the, uh, the, the the gameplay unfolded. But yeah, I'm a I'm a classic winger. Really, it used to be very rapid, uh, but then get old, man. Get old.
1: Yeah, I've lost my pace, and so now I'm I'm twenty. <laughs> I'm only twenty-seven. But, uh, <laughs> I think I'd have been a bit like Michael Owen. I slowly just died out, and that was it. But
0: so, I'm guessing you're a striker.
1: Oh uh, yeah, slowly, slowly making my way down the pitch. Now I went from striker to cam. I probably feel more comfortable It's defensive midfield now. So, <laughs> I'm only 27. I'll probably end up playing goal by the
0: time I'm back 35. You know what? I, w- I wouldn't rule that out for myself either. But yeah, let's see. You know, it's just beautiful being around football. Um my wife gives me, but she just doesn't understand when you when you've played um, you know, at that level and you come down to play a grassroots football and there's a different vibe. The passion is amazing. The, the people turn up on a cold morning and still want a ball and get a win. So yeah, for me, that's what it's all about.
1: Well, it's frustrating, you know. I've just uh I'm just watching the Newcastle for Leeds game and uh the first person can't the, the corner taker is on about fifty grand a week and he can't beat the first man. But us lot who turn up in the rain every <laughs> single week, we'll soon put it by the back post. I don't understand it. Football's a crazy game. But <laughs> Jay, honestly, you've you've made this podcast so easy for me. We could probably talk all day. You've been an absolutely fantastic
0: guest. I appreciate. it. where, where can we
1: find that. you? Where can we find you on social media?
0: On social media, um yeah, I'm a I'm a bit of a discreet person, but you know what though? Um yeah. You can catch me um on the club's uh Instagram on Navarino f.c. That's Navarino f.c. um or you could just tap in Navarino and we should hopefully come up on uh, on Instagram. We got a Twitter as well, but hey, it's hard managing a team and also trying to be a social media manager, so uh I'll stick to Instagram. It's a lot easier. Uh personally uh, though, kind of stuff. personally you can catch me on NJ uh 165 um on Instagram that's N as in November J Alpha Yankee 165. I'm on there. I got a personal Instagram going on on there. And on Twitter, there isn't much really just my work uh Twitter. You know, try to be a corporate citizen. So there isn't really anything interesting on there. But yeah, catch me on Instagram. Uh and hopefully we can have fun.
1: Nice stuff, mate. Nice stuff. I, uh, I'd like to wish you all the best for the rest of the season.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And you too.
1: And I always finish the pod on this last question. I got told off for not asking Chris this last week. But
0: what what does grassroots football mean to you? For me, it's, it's just raw. Raw. I use the word raw to simplify it. You know, it's as raw as it, as it can be, like you said earlier, without convoluting with all the whole formality around Saturday football, right? You know, there's no pressure, right? Other than that being given to you by, by the gaffer for not paying your subs, right? But other than that, it's just raw talent. A lot of amazing talent that you, you, you know, you just love playing with. And, and friendship, you know, that, that togetherness. I watched a movie the other day where Ubuntu was the, was the phrase for the team, the basketball team. And I think that's what it's all about, really, deep down. Well, Jay, as I said, you've been a
1: fantastic guest. And I'd like to say thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks a lot.
1: Guys, that was episode six with Jay. Make sure you follow him on social media. And guys, peace.